as soon as I open it, roaches. To where when I walk in the house, <laughs> did you scream? Hold. <laughs> Welcome back to Econics Talks, guys. When I pop up, everybody gonna be like, man, overnight success. Lifestyle topics, entrepreneurship, and investing. Are you serious about this? Because if you are, then I'm willing to back the business. We want to inform you, educate you, and empower you so that you can maximize your life. Let's get started. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Econics Talks. So today we're going to be actually talking about what I actually do, which is Airbnb. And I want to break this topic down because I get so many questions about it. So I'm going to actually drop a couple of episodes, you know, here in between uh, my interviews that break down this topic so other people can kind of learn how to do this. So a little bit of background on my history with Airbnb. I uh, purchased my first home um, at 26. I didn't think it was possible. I didn't. I didn't know that it was something that was that was reachable at that time. I knew I wanted to purchase a home, but um, I didn't necessarily understand what went into buying a home. So I reached out to some of my resources. I talked to um, a couple friends of mine and. Lo and behold, I, re I realized how how doable it was. You know, I had, I had been saving money for a while, so I was ready to execute. Once I was able to get the property, things kind of started to move a little faster. Um, I suck at decorating. I, yeah, I, went, I went to Ikea three different times and I bought absolutely nothing. I hate like shopping and decorating. It is not my calling. Um, so I had to call in re reinforcements for that. Uh, but my experience with Airbnb overall has definitely been positive. I have had my fair share of guests that sucked, but for the most part, the average guest isn't too bad, but the ones that are bad are really freaking bad. So just want to warn you on that one. I've seen, and I want to be as, as, you know, as candid as possible. And I'll tell some of these stories later, but you know, I've, I've seen blood I've seen, and I'm not, when I say blood, I'm not talking about like puddles. I mean, just, you know, drops of blood. I've seen candy stuck to the floor I've had, you know, shelvings knocked down. I've had a TV broken and yeah, definitely an interesting, <laughs> interesting ride. I've, I walked into my house pissed off a couple of times, uh, but it, it's, it's worth it overall um, because if it wasn't, I wouldn't be still doing it. So let's go ahead and start and transition over to how to, you know, how much does all this cost? So that's a big question for most people. Like, what are you actually getting into? So the first thing we need to understand is how are we going to approach this business for people who are not familiar with, you know, the entire Airbnb process. There are two ways to do this. The first way is to actually buy a property. So if you want to, you can actually buy a home or in a home that you already own and you can rent out the entire home or you can rent out rooms within your home. So for people who are homeowners and they may have a mother-in-law suite. They'll rent out the mother-in-law suite in the back of the house uh, so they can bring in some extra income. That's one way to do it. The other way is called rental arbitrage. Uh, most people are not familiar with this way, but it does exist and it's starting to become very popular. Uh, this way takes a lot more work on the logistical side, but 
it is less expensive and it's a lot less risk because you as the business owner, you won't be taking on uh, most of the risk the owner of the house is. So let me go ahead and break it down a little bit further. So while if you're doing the the buying process, all you're doing is just buying a home and you're putting it on the on the um, Airbnb website. If you and then you have to worry about furnishing and all that stuff. If you, however, do the rental arbitrage, then you have to talk to landlords. You have to talk to apartment um, complexes and see if they're Airbnb friendly. This obviously will take some some legwork, but in the end, it's going to be a lot. If in the end, it's a lot better because it's easier to scale this type of business by doing the rental arbitrage way. You know, when you look at buying a home with the housing market being so crazy right now, I mean, who has $300,000 to spend every time they want to do a new property? It just, it doesn't make sense. It's a very capital intensive and the return on the investment isn't necessarily there if you get, if you get overextended on loans to, you know, to purchase these homes. So when looking at the rental arbitrage, arbitrage side of it, you can break it down that way and you just have to be understanding that it's going to take a lot more legwork. Just want to set those expectations. So if you're not the type of person who is okay with calling around and getting numbers and and trying to figure it out, then this business or that approach may not be the best for you. So what that what that process involves is you have to set up your structure, the, your business properly, and we'll talk about that in a second. But you, you essentially, you're going to go to these apartment complexes and um, homeowners, and you're going to you're going to sell them. You're going to pitch them and say, "Hey, like this is my business model. This is what I do." And then you talk to them, have that conversation. And some people are going to say yes, and some people are going to say no. When you're doing this, you have to understand the type of people that you want to target. So when you're when you're looking at all of that, you know you have to take that into account. But back to the point of, of, of cost. So if you're buying, you have to you have a down payment of the home and you have closing costs. So that's on the buying side. So remember, down payment, closing costs. A lot of people don't understand how closing costs can kill a deal. But you know, just because you're taking out an FHA, I'm giving an example here. Um, just because you're taking out an FHA loan doesn't mean that it's just three and a half percent down on that home. No, you have a three and a half percent plus your closing cost. And for some properties, your closing cost could be an extra three grand. It just depends on the on the deal on the property. But you need to account for that into your budget. If you're renting or doing it the rental arbitrage way, then you have to look at things like um first first months and last month's rent. So those are the types of expenses that you're going to be looking at. Um, typically because you have to, they may not be able to run your credit or you may have to guarantee it with your personal credit. There's a lot of different, different things that can go into that. But regardless, you need to, you need to factor in what if you have to pay first month's and last month's rent? What if there's a hefty security deposit because they may not trust you? So those types of things. You also want to understand that you're going to have to furnish it. So um, this is one of the mistakes that I made um, when I first started. And I, my mistake that I made was I tried to finance everything. Not, not quite everything, but I was going for speed instead of budget. So because I was going for speed, I wasn't watching my budget as closely and I overspent on that side of things. If I had slowed down and just taken my time a little bit, things would have been a little bit easier for me, actually a lot easier for me. 
So when you're looking at furnishing it, you want to look at websites like OfferUp and Facebook Market. And for those of you out there who already know this, but you can also purchase or you can also rent uh, properties or homes, apartments that are already furnished. Well, guess what? That saves you a whole lot of money. That also takes more time and logistics to look into, but it's an option. So if you know somebody or if you if you start doing more research um, on finding properties that are already furnished and they're okay with doing a doing an Airbnb because they may only just care about getting paid every month. There are a lot of people out there. Do not underestimate that. So for that type of, of approach, um, it's definitely beneficial and it's going to save you a ton of money. So offer up Facebook market. Look at those websites where people are reselling things. You have to understand this type of business. You're not going to be staying in this property. You're not going to be living here. So you don't necessarily need the latest and greatest. You don't need the most expensive things in here because the people that come here are coming here to vacation, not to live. So typically they're not going to be spending a ton of time at the home anyway. So that's what, you know, when you're looking at cost, furnishing it, I would say, you know, I don't, I, don't, I hate to throw numbers out there, but you definitely want to budget for a couple thousand um, I would say, I mean, I've heard numbers thrown around $10,000. Uh, for me, it wasn't quite that much, but I do know for a fact that if you budget it properly, you can do some damage with, you know, between five, about, about five grand, five to six, six grand, seven grand, maybe you can do some damage with that. You can really furnish a house and, and do a decent job with that, with that amount of money, especially with you know, so many people reselling older things and beds and TVs. There's all kinds of ways to, 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 to do this. Also, remember, when you while you're looking at cost of things and the setup, understand that you don't have to have everything perfect before you launch. That's that's extremely important. Um, my Airbnb did, did not look like this like it does now uh, three years ago. You know, I have cameras now. I have, you know, automated locks all kinds of stuff. So that was something that I built up to. It was it was not something that I just spent up front because obviously everybody knows a security system that could run you about $1,500. Well, if you go on Wish, <laughs> you can get a security camera or a set for a couple hundred dollars instead of, you know, $1,500. So just be strategic and be, you have to be strategic in, in, your, in your budget and your spending. What's up, Econics fam? It's Josh checking in. I want to quickly dive into something crucial, your financial peace. So picture this, comfortable conversations about your budget that actually makes sense, life insurance that's not a headache, and managing your debt without all of the confusion. Well, that's exactly how I intend to serve all of you. So if you'd like to connect and begin your journey towards financial freedom, well, just tap the link in the show notes to schedule a meeting and we'll chat. I'm really excited to show you how I can earn your business. And now on to the show. Setting up the actual business. So if you're actually looking to set up the business, like how do you do that? Well, a lot of people don't really know how to do, how to actually set up a business. For me, I just set it up as an LLC and I called it a day. So, you know, it was, it was me by myself. So I didn't really have any help. I didn't have any partners. So I just did an LLC and I just ran with it. Other people, they might do a partnership. So with this type of business, if if you want to partner, I would suggest if you find the right person, do it because it makes your job so much easier and it lessens the, the expenses on you and you can scale a lot faster when you have partners. 
So my suggestion is when you're looking at starting a business, also look at the cost. Every state is different. How much does it cost to do business in your state? Do you need a permit? Like certain certain places are different. Um, also look at look at two. I'll, I'll give you two recommendations. You have Legal Shield and you have Legal Zoom. These both of these services or websites they offer a service to um, set up your business for you. They do a bunch of other stuff, but if you want your business set up quickly and legally. Um, and you don't really have time or you don't feel like dealing with all of that, all of that stuff, go ahead and use a service like that. And it's a subscription service. So I use that for a couple of things. Um, they also do contracts. So if you need a contract written between you and the landlord or you and another person, they can do that as well. But definitely like use your resources. So when you when it comes to setting up the business, use Legal Shield or Legal Zoom. Um, or talk to your talk to a friend or a lawyer because you want to make sure that you have your business structured properly. I am not a lawyer, which is why I'm sending you all to the people who actually uh, deal with law. <laughs> um, anyway, next. So market research. So this one here is is very important. It's extremely important with understanding your market. I can't stress this enough, guys. How much do you know? Do you charge per night? You know, how do you find it out? Well, uh, you go on the website or you go on Airbnb's website and you look, they have a feature where if you look at the map, you can see an area and all you got to do is just hover over it. This is on a desktop, but all you got to do is just hover over the listing and it'll show you uh, what their pricing is per night. And if you do that, you can kind of get a, get a gauge for what to charge, but you you want to you want to start looking at you know how much can you really charge per night um you want to look at things like occupancy rate location so i was really worried about finding data it was very difficult when i first started to find data and data you guys is so important data tells a story and it allows you to make educated decisions so I actually found a website called airdna.co. That's A-I-R-D-N-A.co. So when I found that website, it's a um, it's a hub for uh, research data about Airbnb or just about short-term rentals. So if you look at if you look at that website, um, it's honestly it's one of the only ones out there. Is there's not very many that I found at least. You know, if anybody has any suggestions, by all means, holla at your boy and let me know. But AirDNA is definitely one of the most used uh, research platforms for this data. And all you really do is just put in your zip code and it'll give you um, it, it'll give you an overview on what each area has as far as their statistics. On the back side, if you want to if you want to get, you know, super detailed data, you just purchase it and you'll you'll have that data for life. So um, obviously data changes and that's a monthly subscription as well. But again, that's why you want to do a budget because these things are important. Now, for me, I don't I don't have this service or I didn't have it for um, for six months. I just used it for a couple of months. And then once I had my own data to pull from, then I started to like say, you know what? I really don't need this. I don't even check it anymore. So I would. But to get started, it was a great way to find what locations were profitable as far as Airbnb is concerned. So. That's what, uh, as far as that, um, that's the best advice I can give as far as like where to find the locations. Um, when you do get that data, one of the most important important metrics that you want to look at 
is the occupancy rate. And what an occupancy rate is, is simple. So how, how many days out of the month is that property booked? You know, is it 50% of the time? Is it 80% of the time? These are very important because that also determines your bottom line. So you want to make sure you look at how much is or what that occupancy rate is in those areas that you're looking at. The next thing you want to look at, and it's by far the most important, is location. So location, I cannot stress this enough, y'all. Location, 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 location. It is very important. So when you, when you look at uh, an Airbnb um, as a potential, when you look at a property as a potential Airbnb site, you know, is it close to the interstate? Ask these questions. Is it close to the interstate? Um, is it, 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 does DoorDash have a hard time finding my place? Um, Uber Eats, you know, all these different, all these different services that people typically use when they're out of town. So, you know, when you're looking for a location, you also need to understand, you know, what's going on politically in your area. I'm not saying you need to be, um, you know, a political activist or anything, but you know, there are, there are different laws for different areas. So some areas are not Airbnb friendly. Some laws, some states or cities are pro hotels and they're not going to incentivize um, Airbnb owners or users. However, you do have other places um, that are Airbnb friendly or that are, they have laws that are not as um, anti Airbnb. So Florida is one of those states where, you know, you do have a lot of people um, who do Airbnb here because of the laws. It's, it's very friendly here. So um, look at your actual area and understand what's going on. And I'll give you an example. A couple of years ago, uh, Hillsborough County tried to pass a law that made it mandatory for Uber drivers. And this is just a parallel I'm drawing here. They made it, they tried to make it mandatory for Uber drivers to have to charge a um, a mandatory minimum for their rides. So they can do stuff like that in different cities. So obviously that didn't that did not affect me, but they can make decisions like that that do affect local business owners that utilize a service like this. So you just want to be aware of that. Um, and that's really it, guys. I just wanted to give you guys a quick, just a quick overview of you know just starting, you know where to start. Um, and if and again, if you have any questions, by all means, reach out to me. We do have our own Discord. Um, and you know, if you want to get added, just, just add me on um, Instagram and then we'll go from there. So, and like share, subscribe y'all. I cannot, I cannot run this podcast without you. So any, anytime you share this or leave a review, um, I appreciate it. So thank you guys so much. And on that note, guys, you enjoy the rest of your day. Peace.